Hey, Sox fans. Welcome to Good Guys Talk Back, a local fan-centric Chicago White Sox podcast. Hosted by Nick Morowski and Pat Hester. Hey, Sox fans. Welcome to Good Guys Talk Back, episode 217. I am Nick Morowski, and this is a fan-centric Chicago White Sox podcast. You can find it absolutely everywhere. Uh, and join us live uh, on our YouTube channel on Sunday nights at 8.30. That's happening uh, right now. Try to do that uh, every episode these days. Uh, you can subscribe to the uh, YouTube channel, find past episodes there, and, of course, the audio absolutely everywhere. Boy, we've got some interesting things to talk about uh, as our lifeless Chicago White Sox gets swept by uh, a red-hot Tampa Bay Rays team. Uh, Going to break all that down, kind of look ahead all that with my very dear friend, uh, Mr. Pat Hester. Hello, sir. Hey. So my theory that I had going into the series was <laughs> the race can't possibly uh, stay this hot, right? Maybe we'll catch yeah. them on on the downward yeah. uh, trajectory. But yeah. you know, moral victories, Nick. You know, you only lost by a run for two the first two games, yeah, and sure. kept it close today. You know, you yeah. kept, you keep keeping things close. Pedro seems to think everything's there. We just got to keep. <laughs> It's working yeah and it's gonna be all right and i do yeah. have to say i texted you yesterday very mm. sad news to report yeah. uh my my very good friend uh positive patty yeah. uh he died yesterday uh yeah. the positive part of me uh <laughs> that, was, sad situation. that was that was thinking it's it's still early mm. things could change I've, I've seen enough, Nick. I've seen enough. Yeah. This team, this team just does not play well enough without mm-hmm. Tim Anderson for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. So when he's out of the lineup, I feel like we have zero chance to win the game. Is that, is that, well, because again, crazy? With him out like, of the lineup, you've got, um, Lenin Sosa, uh, and he is just a black hole and he has not figured out pitching. And again, small sample size. Uh, I don't really expect much of, of Lenin Sosa and, Lenny, the way the White Sox go in 2023 isn't going to be because of Lenin Sosa, but after he was, you know, red hot in the minors, you know, I haven't seen much at all, but you know, he, like everybody else in this White Sox team, which I really want to talk a lot about in this episode, plate discipline. I mean, it mm. just, nobody really has it. Uh, and again, Re- uh, Ray's very good team, top to bottom. Uh, McClellahan, man, he is a tough lefty. Uh, he showed it on Saturday in game two. But so if you have, if you didn't miss, if you missed the last episode of <laughs> Guys Talk Back, Pat's strategy uh, at the, towards the end of the episode was just, you know, look, the Rays have got to lose eventually. Let's just go in there, just show up, <laughs> get our jerseys on, and you never know. And on Friday, Pat, it the game one, it seemed like that was going to happen for the White mm-hmm. Sox. The mm-hmm. Rays were giving the giving the Sox the game. They said, "Here's the game, Chicago White Sox." However, if you take this, we're going to still just keep playing if you don't mind. And the Sox were like, "Great, we'll take your six walks. You're going to give us. Uh, we'll, we'll score three runs with zero hits on those six walks, and we'll be happy with that because that's how the White Sox do things. They don't want to put the foot on the throat." And just ended, but the Rays kept playing and they battled back because the Rays, I mean, are just they lived up to the hype. They yeah. absolutely did. Uh, they're a complete team, top to bottom, defense, pitching, hitting. And it's not just one guy you have to look up, out for, it's several players. 
Um, you know, and they walked it off on, on Friday and on Saturday uh, and a really just dejecting game on Sunday. I mean, they all are. But Sunday, Sox had three hits, which is, I believe, the least amount that they had in a game all season long. So if you haven't been tuning in regularly, uh, hey, the Sox, 22 games in, uh, haven't won a series. They're eight games under 500 and haven't won two games in a row. Now, Pat, I'm sa- after saying all of that, they're five games out in the central. What does that say to you? That if if this team would ever play up to whatever potential we thought they actually had, they'd probably be two games in front. To be, I mean, let me just be honest. You're telling me you can't win a series. You can't even win two in a row. I I don't know what to say anymore, Nick. It's it's kind of like I've. I've, I've seen enough. And when I was joking and said the positive part of me has kind of died, I'm not kidding. At this point, I'm wondering, and I'll go back to something I said in the off season. I don't remember what episode it was. So don't quiz me on it. But I said, you know, this first half of the season will determine maybe the next five years of this franchise. I, I believe that is coming to fruition. Now, there won't be moves that are made. I don't think there's anything that's going to happen between, you know, now and, and next month. So this team is going to be the team we're watching, but I don't think there's much improvement to be had. I don't think there is anything. There's, there's nothing coming on the horizon in terms of big moves to be had. If there was big moves to be had, you would have done that and addressed positions in the off season. And, and maybe, you know, the, maybe address the, uh, the, the comments that have been coming out for years on this team that AJ Brzezinski brought up again, uh, it, it's roster construction. Again, we've heard that criticism from several different people. I think AJ said it last year. You can blame it on roster construction. Again, he's bringing it up. So there, there's no change coming there. The, the easy part will be again to say, well, we got to break it down. But on the other hand, Nick, Jerry let Rick do that last time. And Rick was able to sell Jerry on this is the way it's done. We break it down to the studs and we build it back up. He allowed that to happen. Several years passed with with terrible losing records and and maybe Jerry not being happy. He just thought I, I could see the forest for the trees. I don't know if he'll let them let that happen again. So are we just stuck in this mediocrity of a middling team for the next five years, or will it even be even worse? I, I don't know. Either way, it's going to be horrible. I think the Sox continue to be a mediocre, just floundering franchise uh, until. Uh, really the guts of the front office are excused and there's an ownership change, you know? Um, I, I mean, I was talking with uh, the host for lockdown Toronto blue Jays uh, on Sunday, really great conversation. We kind of set up this upcoming series uh, between the Jays and the Sox, And, and he had some great questions, but they're not unlike other questions I've received, and I'm sure you have received the same thing from Cubs fans or Cards fans or other people around baseball of, how did this go so bad for the White mm-hmm. Sox? And, and, and this guy, Craig Ballard, who's, who's you know really good uh, Jays fan, he said to me, Nick, I thought it was going to be Sox Jays in the ALCS for like a couple years mm-hmm. with the way things were going. And, and the Jays are 13 and 9, but they're fourth in that division because the AL East is a, just a doggy yeah. dog, just an absolute beast of a division. And you have to keep, you know, rising to the challenge. You have to keep getting better or else you will just completely be left in the dust. Uh, if, if that matters to you. 
And I said, you know, Craig, I, I don't know. That, that is the thing that's keeping all Sox fans up at night. But honestly, it is just a failed, you know, front office situation, I, I think. And yeah, you could, you, you, you tore it down, but you didn't know really how to build it back up and you didn't get the money to do it and on and on and on. And, you know, people wondering, well, why don't the White Sox just go get smart people from the Tampa organizations or other organizations? Those smart baseball people, they don't want to come to the South side of Chicago because they know what's going on or what's not going on. And until there's ownership change, until everything gets completely the guts of it, get all changed. Like there's not going to be the real change. You know, you want to see, it's going to be a lot of this stuff, a lot of just mediocre stuff. And the Sox are five games back. That tells me that the division is horrible. The AL mm-hmm. central is a very weak division and nobody should be saying to themselves, well, at least they're five games back. That, that's a testament to how weak the division is, not because the Sox are actually playing good baseball and yeah. like hanging in there uh, with, with a very, uh, with a very, uh, you know, with a team, teams that are playing good at the top of the division. So uh, it, it could only get worse. You know, I, I mean, they're, they're two games off the pace from last year. Uh, after 22 games last season, they were nine and 13 and they were four and a half games back so the AL Central has been rough for a couple of years now I I mean I just don't know what to make of it like some of the changes that you want to put in place right now Pat um how do you do that how do you do that within season you know the the plate discipline I mean the plate discipline Pedro Grafol's talking about how it obviously needs to change you know, the approach needs to change. It's not an easy fix, but it can be fixed, but it takes time because it's a mental thing. Players have to kind of convince themselves that whatever pitch they're seeing, and, and really it's Luis Robert, you know, you can put Oscar Colas in there. You can put Elvis Andres. There's a lot of guys that just have no plate discipline. Whatever pitch you're seeing there, you're not going to do anything with it anyway. Okay, yeah. that's not a pitch that you're going to have a high success rate on. And it's easier said than done. But this was a thing that was supposed to be worked on in the offseason. Castro and Tosar talking about how they're having these great sessions with guys and they're practicing taking pitches. And this happened in spring training, apparently. Wow, these guys, the way they're taking pitches right on the board. What in the world happened? I mean, it's like the season started and it was like, well, that was all fun. Now I'm going to get back to how I used to be. And I'm just going to get aggressive and swing at everything I possibly can see. Guess what, Luis Robert Jr.? That is not how you're going to start hitting. Because if I'm a pitcher and Toronto, I'm sure they're going to do this. I'm not throwing you anything in the zone. Yeah. I'm going to keep throwing you dirty sliders, stuff out of the zone until you can prove to me that you can lay off of it. Yeah. Well, you know, the old saying, Nick, uh, fool me once, uh, shame on me, fool me twice. Don't mess with Texas. So it's, uh, it's a little uh, bit, uh, yeah. it's a little bit, it feels like deja vu all over again, right? It feels like we've, we've seen this movie before we've sat down, we've paid money for it. We've got our popcorn and we went through it and we thought, I just think this movie's going to get better eventually. I just really do. At this point, I've seen an, uh, enough of the sequel, and I, I'm like, well, th- this is kind of where we're at. So I almost feel relieved knowing that I don't really have to be waiting for this big, uh, you know, oh, well, I just got to put two weeks together. We'll get us, we'll be right back in it. We've got to put a streak together. We can put a good, 
you know, a month and a half or a half a month together. And that'll just turn the season around. That never happened last year. I don't have any reason to believe it's going to happen this year. And we're, again, you had mentioned it, those types of things I'm being uh, disciplined at the plate were things I thought we had, you know, addressed in, in the off season and in spring trading leading up to the season. So at some point it's the players that you've constructed, right? The players that you've brought in, you, you obviously didn't find guys that had plate discipline as part of their DNA. And maybe that's something that you need to look at um, when the, hopefully the, the next general manager looks construct this ball club is we need to find people that are not only can hit for power, but have some plate discipline. And, and maybe those two things go hand in hand, Nick. I mean, maybe I, I'm, I'm not, I'm no smart person when it comes to <laughs> baseball. I'm no smart person at all. But, you know, you, you'd think maybe if people were a little bit disciplined at the plate, they'd be hitting pitches that are their pitches and not pitchers' pitches, and they'd be able to get the ball out of the ballpark and and maybe be able to put more runs on the board at, on a consistent basis. I don't know. So, it, again, the offense, again, for another year is broken. It just it is broken. And and I had mentioned earlier about Tim Anderson's absence and how much better we play when he's there, but there's still enough, in my opinion, in this lineup to, to make a formidable, uh, to make it formidable against, against an opposing pitching staff. I think I still think there's enough guys in there, regardless of the couple missing pieces that we have. So uh, I, I mean, I wish I could sit here and tell you that I, I have optimism there, there's reasons to hope, but, I have I have zero hope sitting down and watching a ball game anymore. Zero. Yeah, uh, there there were some silver linings if you, if you want to think about it. I, I hate to call them you know moral victories. Uh, we you're going to have that in every season, w- whether you're Tampa or not. You're you're going to be talking you know moral victories when when you didn't actually get a win. I just felt like we'd be talking more concrete actual wins in 2023 than these little moral victories. Um, Outside of Lopez's meltdown at the end of uh, Friday's game in game one against Tampa, the bullpen went nine and a thirds innings and really gave up nothing. If you remove that Lopez outing, okay? Yes, Lambert uh, gave up that that walk-off hit to Rosarena. That's not counted as an earned run because of a ghost runner. Why he was pitching to Rosarena, why they walked Franco to get to Rosarena when he already hit a home run and a single in the game is, I guess, handedness. Uh, Franco was uh, up as a lefty, Lambert a righty. They wanted to get to Rosarena for a righty righty matchup. Uh, th- that's the only thing I can think of. But outside of that, you know, the bullpen was pretty solid. Lopez came back after his meltdown on Saturday. Uh, and, and pitched pretty well uh, in the ninth inning. You know, the Sox took played some really tight games on Friday and Saturday. You know, the, the Rays had to walk off two games to get wins. Um, Kopech looked like he found some things after kind of getting punched in the face early on. Uh, I'm trying to make some arguments here to make me feel a little bit, or a bit better about the weekend. I'm not surprised at the outcome. You know, I'm not surprised that we got swept. The Rays are an absolute juggernaut right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what really hurt that 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 was a gut punch on Friday to not score more runs when you're basically just given the game, uh, knowing also what kind of bullpen you have. That really set the stage for the weekend. Um, now the Tim Anderson stuff, you know, look, they weren't necessarily a winning club when he was on the team, and I, I just think his presence. 
You know, he just it's a it's a solid lineup with him in there. You got to believe that. Where does this team go? I mean, are you looking far ahead to the trade deadline, Pat, right now? Are you saying, wow, we're in a situation where you might see Giolito dealt. You might see Tim Anderson moved. You know, there are there are there are probably a lot of teams that are going to be on the phone with Rick Hahn if it keeps going in this direction. And by July, August, a, a team that should have been competing for not only the division, but more than that, is just a just a skeleton of of itself. Yeah, I think that's where we're headed, Nick. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I think this this season, this first half of the season, will determine what what is this franchise going to look like over the next five years. And I really think it's headed towards another rebuild. I think it's I think it's exactly where where it's going to go. Gilito, to me, uh, he's he's got enough on tape, right, for enough teams to to bring back something, and he's still a serviceable enough guy. So I think you get something for him. I think you get as much as you can for him. And same with Tim Anderson. Uh, the thing about Tim Anderson is his availability. He's just not available a lot. He hasn't been. He's never proven to be able to stay on the field, whether it's this year with the, the fluke injury or, or, or years past where he's got you know soft tissue injuries in his legs. So, again, those are guys that you move and you get as much as you can for. And it's really sad that we're talking about this in April mm-hmm. uh, right now. And I, but I can't, I can't mask it anymore. I can't sit here and um, I almost actually feel better about that because I, I, I've, I'm honestly, I'm sitting watching today's game, and my six-year-old, God bless him, is just excited for baseball. He's running around. He's throwing a ball against the door all day today with his Luis Robert Jr. jersey on, asking when did the Sox play, Dad? Let's watch the game. And I sit there and go, I, I don't even know if I want to watch it. He's like, they, they might win today, Dad. And it's just this, this cockeyed optimism and it's just, I'm jealous of it, but I just, I can't sit there anymore and, and go, well, tomorrow's another day because you know what, you know, what's happening tomorrow. You just mentioned it, Toronto. And then guess who we see again, Tampa Bay. We got six games against these teams. I I don't know that we win a game and then you're home against, against uh, Minnesota after that, which we showed like we played really well against them in Minnesota. So I don't know. Maybe it gets better when we play Cincinnati and Kansas City later on in May. But Houston comes to town, then Cleveland. We've sucked against them. Kansas City, we never really beat all that well. Cleveland, Detroit, man, I don't know. And then L.A. That's May. Nick, <laughs> I- I'm telling you, I don't see a lot of wins on the board with the, it, it, yeah. with the team playing the way it is. And I'm sorry for the folks that are listening right now. And we're hoping for some positivity and looking for maybe ways to feel better about this team. It's not happening. I'm sorry. It's just not. If you were fast forwarding through this episode and you just landed a uh, positive Pat is, is passed away. Um, you're not going to be getting a positive uh, Pat Hester uh, anymore on this podcast. Uh, he met his demise uh, after this past weekend's Tampa series. Uh, no surprise. Uh, some of these losses, I, I, I really, I thought, I thought positive Pat hung on for a long time. He was kind of on life support a little bit and uh, it was a, uh, it was kind of like, uh, you know, an old old school WWF matchup where maybe he just got, you know, tombstoned a couple times, but it was able to kick out. It's like, how is he kicking out? He kicked out. And then this past weekend, it was just nailing the coffin. I got um, bludgeoned over the head with a with a chair, with <laughs> a steel was, chair. That was That's the knockout. 
Yeah, that was the knockout. Uh, this is a quote uh, from Pedro Grifol uh, from uh, earlier uh, this month, a few weeks ago. Uh, I don't like the term early. It's not early. It's a game. It's a Major League Baseball game that we've got to win, whether it's April 1st or freaking September something. Uh, and Jake Berger, I believe last week, said every single game there's urgency. doesn't matter if it's April or September uh, to win games. Um you know, it, it's uh, again like when these losses keep keep piling up and keep piling up, and you just you just haven't been able to win on the margins in April and May uh, while you've got guys on the IL while you're scuffling. Um, you know that's going to happen. You're going to just like a pitcher that doesn't have their plus stuff during outing. There are going to be times where a team just they, they don't have it that game, but you've got to find a way to win. Okay. How can we somehow get a win? Maybe it's not our traditional way of winning, and I really don't know what that is for the White Sox. I have no idea what their identity is right now. But a winning ugly type of game. And, and I, that, that maybe was going to be Friday. You know, they, they scored some runs. Mm. They also had an ugly inning where they had three runs without getting a hit. It's like, take it. If Tampa's going to give you that, take it. You've got to get those types of wins. That's what we said at the beginning of the year. And, and here we are late April uh, with the schedule that you just rattled off for the rest of the month and into May. Yeah. The way they're playing, I, I don't, I just don't see it, you know, and, and what confidence do you have that Mankata is going to come back and, and be what he was uh, before yeah. he left offensively. What, what confidence that you have that uh, this one for 14 Robert that we saw this past weekend with six strikeouts is actually going to shake out of it. Or is he going to give you maybe two hot weeks and then go back to just like a shell of himself and not remember, you know, how to have plate discipline or anything like that? Um, can all these can all these things, you know, be put together consistently? All these question marks. I think that's what you and I are saying right now. We're at a point where I don't think so. You have to prove it to me yeah, because I just don't have the hope right now. I, I got something for you. you. Did you like, if you liked my, my last theory on how to beat Tampa Bay, which is <laughs> hopefully they just won't be as good. Here's my new theory. Yeah, They're coming into Chicago. We got maybe some bear weather on our side, mm -hmm. Nick. Maybe it'll yeah. be like it is now a little snowy, a little cold. The yeah. team from Florida that plays in a dome. Ah, I'm thinking two out of three in bear weather. We got yeah, the advantage. I, I you you just said a positive Pat was dead, and this is like a, a you know <laughs> this isn't like positive. a zombie. This it's is a, a zombie no. positive Pat. He's no, no. I just I just thought I'd spit out another. That's not a bad. Crazy, it's not a bad theory. It's not a bad theory. Uh, but the Sox are horrible at home once again this year. I, I don't know. Yeah, they were at least they they, they gave you some life on the road. I, that's where I thought a little bit. There's a little hope of them going into Tampa. Uh, you know, hey, we got uh, what was crushing was that loss on Friday because you knew you had the cease game. Now, cease yeah. didn't look terribly sharp. Um, you know, he he just was not getting his swing and miss. The Rays, man, they 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 had at bats, they fouled yeah. stuff off, they didn't go down quietly. Uh, his pitches were were racked up, and McClellahan uh, on the other side, the lefty. I mean, he just had like Nintendo stuff, as Hawk yeah. used to say. His changeup was ridiculous. And um, but again, there was a chance. That that's the other thing. It's like with that dominant pitcher on the mound, the Sox still had a chance uh to win a game. To also, not do anything in the 10th, Pat. 
they, I mean, that, that that drives is driving me absolutely crazy. You want to talk about preparedness or execution or urgency to not even be able to move the ghost runner yeah. that's on second that, that is gifted to you to not even move it to another base. I mean, you, you deserve to lose at that I, point. I, you have to find a way to get to the ball to the right side. You just have to. You have to move that runner up. You cannot pull the ball to shortstop in that situation and not let that runner advance to third base. I mean, it's just, I, again, I, you were, I was just going to say this as you were mentioning it. I, I don't know if there's, there can't be a worse team in extra innings over the, since they've done this ghost runner uh, situation than the White Sox are. I cannot imagine there's a worse team in Major League Baseball than us. I, I'm not going to look it up, but I know it's not a winning record. I just can't imagine there's anybody worse than, I, than we are. It just, it, it's, it, it makes me want to spit nails. I just can't understand it. I cannot understand. You gotta, it. you gotta play. You gotta think about, Hey, we need at least two. If you're, if you're on the road, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's difficult to just play for one. I think there's a lot of hometown uh, home field advantage, but I'm at a point and I know there's going to be a lot of people that'll roll their eyes or, or be unhappy with it, but I'm at a point where you're just going to have to lay down a bunt. I'm sorry. Uh, as, as a leadoff hitter, you know, with yeah. some exception to us, to a couple guys, but there is some way we need to get that runner on third with at least one out. Uh, there yeah. has to be. And, and just these uh, unproductive at bats, it, it just kills you. And, and again, mm-hmm. you had an opportunity to possibly sneak another win uh, that you didn't see coming after Friday. So, those types of things I, I thought were going to be different. You know, some of the yeah. fundamentals, uh, just playing better baseball, being prepared, having a, having a game plan, you know, it, that, that has gone out the window. Now I know that there are guys on this roster that you just didn't expect were going to be playing at the beginning of the year, but give me a break, you know, like that's Grafol's job and that coaching staff's job. Like we got to make sure everybody's on the same page from the beginning. That should be an organizational thing. Yeah, um, it's not. Do you think that? So you you had mentioned it. You're on the road. You should play for two. Do you think with our lack of success, regardless of if we're at home on the road, just you have to you got to scratch at least one round across? Oh and, yeah, yeah. And, I, and that's why it doesn't matter if you're you, you lay that bunt down. At this point, I'm over. saying yes. Like you, th- that's where I uh, you got to get at least a run. Put some pressure yeah. on them because you never know what could happen. You just yeah. never know. Um, I. I've just not seen a very good brand of Chicago White Sox baseball. And, you know, why, why am I surprised? Why is anybody surprised for me as a fan? I drank the Kool-Aid. I've admitted that I bought what was being sold to me. I said, you're going to sell me on health, luck, hope, and a return to accustomed levels without really doing much to this roster, bringing in a, guy that's never managed in the big leagues before okay i'll buy that i'll run with it but as soon as it goes sideways you know i'm, I'm calling you out on it and mm-hmm. here we are yeah. you know so what are your thoughts on pedro then through you know the, the just just under a month of the season um i feel like i mean there's some things that are completely out of his hands like this is what he was uh, gifted in terms of lineup. Uh, I think he probably pushed for certain guys like Hans or Alberto, who, you know, we haven't seen in a while. And when he was with us, wasn't doing much at all. 
Uh, I, I mean, the, the bullpen, like what, what is he, there's been some weird moves, you know, I think there would have been a honeymoon phase of him trying to figure out which arms can I rely on? Um, which arms are dependable? Uh, there's been injuries once again in the bullpen. I, I, I again, like what is he supposed to do if these guys just can't figure it out? Uh, roster, the line of construction. I mean, it's been a little odd. Uh, you know, Luis Robert in the one spot on Sunday, and maybe that was a mental thing to like try to get him to just change things up. Uh, I know it sounds weird and maybe counterproductive or however you want to say it to what I've been talking about. I like his consistency though. Like some of the, you just, just roll it out there. Don't be too over, don't overreact too much. You know, like these guys should be able to figure it out, but now I'm starting to get to a point where 22 games, some of them just aren't. You yeah. know, when does it click for Ben attendee? I, I like that he gets on base. I like that he's getting some hits. You know, he seems like he keeps the line moving more than other guys in the lineup, but zero power. You know, Andrew Vaughn's finally got a home run. Aloy's got a couple. Um, long story short, with Pedro Grifol, uh, we could have got this from Ozzy Gann, and we've been having more fun. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I think um... – you bring up Ozzy again and, and it would have been, it would have been fun for sure to, to have Ozzy back at the dugout, if nothing else for the, the post game conversation and the honesty that you would get um, from him. And I think if this team had started out like, like they have and Ozzy again was the manager, you could at least point to Ozzy having success. Not, not every year, as the White Sox manager, but a good handful of years and going, I, I trust that Ozzy will get this point in the right direction. Cause I've seen that before. I've seen him manage this team to success. And, and again, it wasn't year after year and it wasn't all the time. Uh, and there was definitely some failures along the way, but I, I could get, I could say, you know what? He's we're, we're just struggling through this rough time. We could blame it on injuries, but I think Ozzy will get the ship righted here. I just, I believe that cause I've seen it before. And with Pedro, it's like, a, there, there's so much unknown. And I think maybe, but, but to, to counterpoint myself, I think that's why I held on so long last year with Tony, even though Tony was crazy and did some really crazy things. You go, well, you know, he is a, a Hall of Fame baseball man and he's got three World Series rings. I think he he's seen it all before. If anybody can get it righted, uh, I, I, there's things he does, I shake my head, but he can get this team righted. And so maybe, maybe you know, that that's not the right way to think about it. But yeah, I, I mean, at some point, I, I mean, do you look at Pedro and go, maybe we got over our skis. Maybe we just fell in love with a guy that was a good interview and didn't really trust the fact that there's a reason why he's been a, a guy in the bench for as long as he's been. Well, when he was hired, uh, I, I was, you know, really taken aback. Uh, I appreciated the fact that he was coming from outside of the organization, which has been something that, that hasn't been done for decades with the Chicago White Sox. Uh, he's been around baseball, great resume, um, great references. I mean, everybody spoke so highly of him you know, limited success. Okay. There was the world series with the Kansas city Royals. 
Um, I don't think I didn't really look at the Royals as like this revolutionary club that, wow, like I really want to tap into what the Royals are doing. We want to get to one of those guys. Uh, but he saw us from, you know, across the diamond in, in the same division for a while. Uh, a guy that's hungry, you know, for his first managerial job. But that felt very 2017. That mm -hmm. felt very 2018 of like help this club you know, play good baseball, play fundamentally sound baseball until we bring in somebody that really knows how to push this club of veterans, uh, this talent uh, to the next level. Uh, in, in our window, which I don't know if we're even in that window or what the window looks like or all that other stuff, I thought that was odd to bring in a first-year manager and, and give him the keys and just say, hey, try it, you know who knows what's going to happen? You know, maybe, uh, maybe these guys will play for you. Maybe they'll stay healthy. Maybe everyone will hit and you'll like, a, look like a genius, you know, maybe everything's going to go correct. Uh, and you'll just kind of pull a Robin Ventura mm -hmm. like he did in 2012 for a large chunk of the season. It's like, Whoa, is Ventura a genius or is this team just, you know, really good. And it doesn't matter who's filling out the lineup card. Yeah. Um, so I, it, it's I, I didn't and I didn't want to get to this point. And here we are after 22 games of like, well, look, look what you you know, what do you expect from a yeah. first year manager? Because I, I he sold <clears throat> me on everything that he said in the offseason, you know, and you want to think like there is a guy in there that really, you know, has got a game plan, knows what he wants to do, thought the chemistry, everything, you know, he said he seems to be saying the right things right now. Um, but again, what else is he supposed to say with, with the results? Yeah. yeah. You talked about our, our window. I don't think there is a window anymore. If there is Nick, it's one of those like people that have a broken window in their car and they put a, like a white or a clear plastic bag over it and duct tape it. <laughs> but duct, that's yeah. what our window currently looks like. It's a, it's not even yeah. actual glass or pane anymore. It's just, you know, it, it's some type of clear plastic with duct tape and whatever yeah. else you can seal it up with. Flex yeah. seal, maybe you love flex seal. I know that. I love flex seal. Um, I, I don't, I mean, I don't think flex seal is too strong for this team, too strong of a word. Yeah. I, I don't think it's, it's a, too strong of a brand. Like, too strong of a partner. brand for what for this team is, is playing right now. Um, I mean, uh, just a zero series wins, zero uh, situations where they've won back to back games after 22 games. Uh, I think Merkin tweeted out. Being eight games under 500 is the farthest down from 500 that the Sox have been uh, since 2019, towards the end of that season. Hmm. That tells you something. I mean, that tells you just going absolutely backwards. And, you know, that, that definition or that assumed definition of insanity is trying the same things over and over and over again and expecting different results. Um, wouldn't you say that's kind of what this organization has been doing, you know, uh, handcuffing themselves on spending, only picking from certain bins of certain players, not really going after generational talent, not drafting well, maybe not even understanding how to develop players. Um, and then like the type of people you bring in to run things, yeah, nothing's changed. Yeah. You know, no, nothing it, is alarmingly different. If you spent 15 minutes in the White Sox organization, you could get a job. I'm like, oh, you want to run our minor league system? You've been here for five seconds. You know, it's like, 
Yeah. You you were some washout. Why don't you manage our AAA team? You know, you, you have do no you business doing is, anything. Pat? I mean, is there any like what do you what do you think? What does that say to you? Is that a laziness in terms of organization? Oh, it's extremely lazy. Hiring yeah, I, is that I, just I, yes. It's extremely you know, lazy. They go with what's comfortable. I know this guy. He's a really good guy. Good family man. Uh, this guy should, you know, he was with our organization. Good person. Let's let's give him a shot to to do something he's not even qualified to do. Hasn't worked in any other organization doing this type of job or leading up to. You you want to get people that are in positions that are in other winning organizations that are ready to take that next step. But maybe have somebody that that is you know uh, log jamming them. Right. You know, you know what? This guy is really deserves to, a, a chance. He's done a great job. Let's hire him for our X, Y, Z position. And then let that type of person fill out the staff that he wants to fill out. And, and again, it, it's, it's, it's an organizational thing from top to bottom with the way that, that, the, with the way things are run over there. So I, I, I don't know, Nick, you, I used to be, um, I have, a, I used to have a different thought about, you know, the ownership and the, how it was run. And, and I always thought, you know, the loyalty that this organization has for people is, should, is commendable. And, you know, there's, there's people that really put that in high regard when they talk about Jerry Reinsdorf, but, but goodness gracious, Nick, it, there, there's no reason why uh, the people that are still in power over there should be still in power. It's just, it shouldn't be. And that's for every level. Not just not this the team that's up here in Chicago. That's every level of the organization. And I couldn't rattle off who's running what and the lower levels of the minors. But again, there is no White Sox way. There is a, a there is an Atlanta Braves way. There is a St. Louis Cardinals way. Hell, there's a Minnesota Twins way. They do things in their organization, which is why those types of teams they may have a down year here or there. But they'll be able to build from their organizations and build from within without having to spend a ton of money. I mean, it's Cleveland, not like, yeah, look at Cleveland. Yeah. Um, you know, I, again, going back to this conversation with uh, uh, Craig Bollard from Locked On Toronto Blue Jays. I mean, just spoke very highly of what's going on in Toronto with their front office and how they've handled things. And um, why does Rick Hahn still have his job? We talk about this all the time. I feel like. Every few months, uh, anytime there's a situation that the Sox find themselves in where it's just going in, in a completely wrong direction on social media or probably in fan circles that everybody's having with you know friends and family and coworkers, it's like why, why is Hans still in place? The only thing I can think of is that the expectations by Jerry Reinsdorf are so low it doesn't really matter. You know, yeah. the, the real truth of it is Reinsdorf doesn't really care you know i whatever i get i get and as long as you kind of you know do it the way i'm saying to do it and don't bug me too much about the budget situation and this that and the other like i don't have any big expectations we got our world series i got enough nba championships i'm made in the shade just you know pretend okay sell it be an yeah. actor pretend like you really care pretend that i really care as an owner and you're set, Kenny's set, just, you know, let, let's act like we're really trying to do it. Um, and, and maybe that's what the rebuild was all about. It's like, let's try to like go on the cheap for a while, still kind of get fans in because they've got some hope that something big is coming at the end, but we're never really going to do it. 
we're really never going to uh, flesh this thing out and give them a winner. But like, let's drag them on as long as possible and keep their hopes yeah. up. I mean, that's the only way I could think Han still has a job and everybody else is because they're his boss doesn't have big expectations. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a, it's a sad state of affairs. I, I don't know. I don't know what to think about the, the rest of this season, Nick. I mean, we put our predictions in. I had a 90 plus win team. I'm, I'm seeing more like a 75 win team. If that, I mean, you have to win at least a couple in a row to, I think, get 70, 75. <laughs> yeah. So at some point you're going to have to win two in a row. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't see it on the schedule right now. I don't see two consecutive wins on the, on the schedule I right now. For this after, team. after 20 games, um, this current White Sox team, I think they were seven and 13 or some, something around those lines, maybe seven and 12, which was, I think, identical to 2022 but you won 81 games last year could you see this team figuring it out to win 81 games and getting to 500 there there were two there were two spurts they had nick to to get to to i think the 500 obviously they got there in the end but uh a couple of times where you thought okay here it is we finally gotten the rock up the mountaintop and we've worked so hard to get there and they just could never push that big rock mm-hmm. over the peak of the mountain and let it roll down the hill. I just don't know if this team even has it in them to have any kind of push to get the rock up the mountain. If does that, if that makes any sense, it, it, it uh, makes sense. And you know, everything I read though, if you're going to take that at its word is things are positive. You know, we trust everybody in the clubhouse. You know, we know the talent in this team. It's going to happen eventually. We just got to keep going. Yeah, but we heard that last year. Exactly. That's why why I can't can't buy into it anymore. It's like I can acknowledge it. I'm acknowledging that you're saying that. And I think you think that that's possible. But I need to see results. That's why the the, the moral victories and the silver linings. And that's cute. You know, that's cute if we were maybe a 500 team, maybe a slightly over 500 and you know what? The Rays, they ate our lunch. They swept us. But yeah. we were really in on two of these games. I could see maybe walking away being like, okay, let's build off of this. I don't know if this team knows how to build off of it. You know, I don't know if they know how to take that and how to take positives. That's Grafol's job. Yeah. That, that's the coaching staff's job. Uh, of course, internally as an in, and as individual Major League Baseball players, they have to as well. Uh, but if this thing is not, if this thing's gonna, you know, be somewhat kept in check and not spiral, Grafol needs to really uh, needs to get his hands on this uh, and and somehow somehow deliver a message. I don't know if it's a closed door meeting. I don't know what he has to say. I appreciate that he's continuing to play guys like Aloy, like. Hey, we've got trust in you. We've got faith in you. Lopi, we're going to bring you out the next game. Like that's that that does not define you uh, that Friday game. But that's great and all. I mean, I don't know. Does that enough nurturing and, and positivity? Does that all of a sudden then uh, turn the switch on, you know, in May? That's again, we're, we're relying on hope and these yeah. uh, these things that we can't really feel, taste, touch. 
man, I'd love to taste and touch some wins <laughs> once in a while. I mean, it, it, it honestly just, uh, like I said, I feel like before the game even starts, I'm like, how are they going to lose the game today? How is the other shoe going to drop? How is the ball? And I think there's something I heard on the post-game show, and I didn't listen to the entire thing, but um, I think I heard Ozzy say, well, you know, Bobby Cox said just sometimes the ball doesn't bounce your way. And I can get that to a point, but the ball hasn't bounced our way in over a year, Nick. Yeah, that that to me is that you are playing good baseball, and sometimes it just, despite your best efforts, you're you're going to lose, right? Yeah, and that's the whole sixty sixty. You're going to win sixty. You're going to lose sixty. Well, you could be a good ball club, a very good ball club, and still lose sixty games. You know, sometimes it just didn't go. But this team, I don't feel that. I don't feel like that. That this team is more of you know, the, we don't know where the ball is. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't know if it even bounced, we're confused in the direction where it might bounce. Um, again, I, I think they have to string together two, three, four games for me to, to have some faith that they're headed in, in a, in a way better direction. It, it can't be yeah. moral victory losses. It, it's yeah. got to, we got to just put some wins together. Boy, I don't know. Maybe they've decided to go, you know, we're going to win 60, lose 60 and all that, that old saying, maybe they're just saying, let's get all those 60 losses out of the way as soon as we can. And then we can go to the, about the business of winning those 60. And then we'll concentrate on the other ones in the back half of the year. They're just trying to be very efficient. Let's just get these losses out of the way as fast as we, we can at this point. Does that make this any is sense such at all? A, it, <laughs> it's a theory. Um, yeah, I don't I've got know. a lot of theories. I got some bear weather. I got these teams will probably not be as good when we play them and yeah. losing the, 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 the six you're supposed to lose quickly, get, get yeah. it out of the way, Pah, get it out of the way now. And then boom, you're ready to go to win your next 60. They've got a three against Toronto, which is a tough place to play for the white Sox. Lance Lynn, uh, Clevenger. And I think, I think Kopech, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and then, Tampa comes to town for four game series uh, here in Chicago. So I think the Blue Jays are going to play the Sox really tough. Uh, again, you know, you make mistakes to good teams and they will make you pay. Uh, they've got some bats, you know, they've got some pitching. Um, I, I don't know. Like there's not a lot of day off days off right now. That's mm -hmm. the other thing is, is you got to just keep, keep going out there. Uh, I really hope the next time we talk, we just have some better, a better idea, uh, an identity of this Sox team, of where they're trending and where they're going, because I'm becoming very apathetic. Now, I, I will continue to be watching and covering this White Sox team, you know, as I do daily with like Locked On White Sox, and I don't know anything else. Um, but it's becoming more of like, well, business, you know, mm -hmm. the passion, the excitement. They're not putting a product on the field to, uh, you know, light, light anything on fire uh, yeah. from me as a fan. Yeah. Yeah. There's no doubt about it, Nick. It's just a, it's a very, well, they've got a game today. We'll probably lose and I'll, we'll talk about it for us. It's, you know, what are we going to talk about on Sunday? Probably more losses. And uh, I'm just reserved to the point again, I don't want to be extremely negative, but uh, I'm thinking about how am I going to be YouTubing the next uh, upcoming star? who's the guy in the minors that we're going to be watching and, and, and trying to get highlights of and salivating over, you know, maybe in four or five years, this guy will be up and it'll be great. 
because that's that's kind of where I've reserved. I don't think much of this this major league team right yeah, now. Yeah, and I don't have a lot of I don't have a lot of hope. I mean, there, there, sure, there's excitement and oh, watch out for this guy. But when was the last time that actually panned out for the? Well, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking yeah. about you know, it's it's all we it's all we might have. Yeah. Um, well, Pat, I mean, if anything, this was therapeutic for me. Uh, to I knew it would be. That's kinda, that's you know, what I thought. Uh, I'm gonna, talk I'm some gonna, White Sox with you. Really uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, buddy, always a pleasure, my friend, talking White Sox. Nick, <clears throat> if anything else, you and I are fantastic people. We do a great job here, uh, <laughs> and we always do our best without any yep. errors. And, sure. you know, we, we just do what we can with the with what we're, we're given. This is our fifth season, folks, uh, doing this, and uh, man, it, it feels it feels all of it right now. It feels uh, tough, and we really appreciate uh, some folks I know. I've heard from them. You, you've been with us since day one. Thank you so much. Continue to pass this White Sox podcast along to other Sox fans in your life. You can find uh, the audio absolutely everywhere. Uh, we're on Twitter at Good Guys TV. We've got a Facebook fan page and uh, got a YouTube channel. Uh, so subscribe, trying to do these uh, live shows uh, once a week, usually on Sunday nights at 830. Uh, so for Pat Hester, I'm Nick Morawski. Until next time, go Sox.